Good evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement, and this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement, and it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I, have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material complications. When great forces around the moon in the world, we learn their spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And a conspiracy, it is. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected and heading on for them to do the same. Ronald Reagan said that. And, you know, when he was talking about Nikita Khrushchev there and how Nikita Khrushchev said that they would have, ultimately have the last laugh, that America would crumble under the guise of its own internal weaknesses, of its own people giving up the will to fight. I found it interesting because isn't that the Marxist revolution that's happening right now in our country? Isn't that what we see being indoctrinated into our children, this level of weakness that is coming about, rising up within our society. Grown men watching other men beat women and children in the streets and do nothing about it. Grown men standing there and watching another man get stabbed mercifully in a Starbucks in front of his own daughter, do nothing about it. We are watching the rise of weak men in this country and throughout the world. And it's times when the weak men rise to positions of power that great nations tumble and fall. And if we look down the street to Washington, D.C., we can begin to see that there's weak leaders, there's weak people within all aspects of our government, from the military to the White House, to the halls of Congress. We are in a very precarious situation here in the United States of America. There's a growing number of people out there who are coming to the realization of what is happening, of why it is happening, of how it is happening. Other people, they're, they're seeing the signs and they are Preparing, they are getting things ready, especially the wealthy elites of the world. You know, I, I listened to this interview today uh, with Tucker Carlson. And if you guys have not checked this interview out, um, I highly recommend going and doing so. This is an interview that Tucker Carlson released today with um, this lady's name. I don't know the lady's name. I apologize for not knowing the lady's name. Um, actually, let me look it up real quick because there it is. Her name is, well, we'll just go ahead and just play this because just listen to Tucker's intro here to this. And this lady knows firsthand what is happening in this country and speaking out against it. Let's just listen to Tucker's intro. Here. Shortly after George Floyd died Memorial Day weekend 2020, people began to say that what was happening in the United States bore some resemblance to what happened in China 50 years ago, the Cultural Revolution, with Red Guards and struggle sessions, public humiliations, public atonements, a kind of secular frenzy that looked very much like a hate-centered religious right. 
the Cultural Revolution. But what's that overstatement? Well, Xi Van Fleet has seen both. She's Chinese. She was seven years old in 1966 when the Cultural Revolution started and 17 when it ended with Mao's death in 1976. And along the way, she became one of its victims. She moved to this country, to Kentucky, in 1986, and she's been here ever since. So she has seen both revolutions firsthand, and she's written a new book comparing them with a warning. It's called Mao's America. And we're grateful to have her, Xi Van Fleet, in the studio with us now. She this interview with Xi Van Fleet is powerful. She's very subtle in her conversation of how she explains what was happening in Mao's China. And it's not what you think, and it's not what you believed it was. She goes on to talk about how in America, the reason why you don't know about it, about what happened, is because they don't teach it. And that is a clear indication that it's already underway here in the United States of America. She goes on to talk about the Red Guard, who were the people, who were the children, just like Hitler Youth. It was the children that rose up. It was the children that demanded social justice. It was the children that rose out and, and expressed out in violence. And she looks at today, right now, she looks at our education system. She looks at what's happening in our country as not as it's going to happen. She said the infiltration is already complete. It is happening right now. She goes, what we're seeing right now with the LGBT community and Black Lives Matters is the exact same thing as the Red Guards that they saw under Maoism. Now, we've talked about for a while the coming color revolution, the coming social and cultural destabilization that is going to occur. And what I talk about specifically when referring to the firestorm is that tipping point is when the first punch is thrown, when the first bullet is fired. And I do believe that we are already there to this point of cascading events. We're seeing massive increases of illegal immigrant crimes within our cities, violent crimes. Just the other day, we reported on a man smacked a woman, a white woman over the head with a baseball bat for no reason whatsoever, simply just walking down the street. Shit's about to get crazy, people. And the reason why we know this, number one is we've been talking about this for a very long time of all the various different things that are going to come about as the information begins to be unveiled, as the truth becomes revealed, as we move from darkness into light. And with 2024 being the final battle and Donald Trump making his reign, moving on up, we're going to see them push back harder and harder and harder. 2024 is going to be a trip down the rabbit hole. We are going to learn things this year that number one, we already knew, gonna confirm a lot of stuff. Number two, that's going to implicate a lot of people in very high and powerful places. Number three, you're going to learn things you didn't even know, didn't even think of. Number four is there's going to be things that are going to come out in the next nine 
to 12 months that are going to blow your mind, that are going to be a trip down the rabbit hole. We are beginning to see indications of synchronicities. What do I mean by that? Let me let me let me pull up a few things. You guys will like this. This is from uh, Real AF Patriot on Twitter. I saw this today. I wasn't going to repeat this and, and put this out there for everybody else, but he said last week Elon posted this is a test just before the cell phone outages today. Naval uh, Surface Forces posted test eleven on their X account, and today is the five year delta of Q drop twenty nine oh nine, which only states test. 11. The coordination of that is uncanny. 227, 2019, 227, 2024, test 11, test 11. And if that wasn't enough, we also had something else today. Giving an indication directly to those posts specifically. Nunez, if it loads, Devin Nunez, okay, well, anyways, this one doesn't like me today. Let's refresh this, see if it'll load. I don't understand this. Okay, there we go. So Devin Nunez today on 227 on the delta of all three of the posts, because it was 11, 12, and 10, 11, 12, posts four images, picture, test. Nobody knows why he posted that. Picture, test. So we have another indication of this delta today. What do I think that that means? It's getting your attention back to the boards. It's getting your attention back to the post because they're about to become significant. Now, in March of 2018, there was a series of Q posts um, on the boards. Those Q posts were specifically Rod Rosenstein, John Brennan, Barack Obama, Valerie Jarrett. It was the Obama White House. Can I pull that up? Yes, I can pull that up. I, I had, funny enough, I had all that already pulled up. I don't know why. It's not there. So if you go in here, March 18th, 2019, sorry, 2019, we have McCabe, Comey, Brennan, Loretta Lynch, Susan Rice, Sally Yates, James Clapper, and there's lots more that come in here from following the pen on down. But specifically, it's important to understand these people. Now, Sally Yates is an interesting character in this one. John Brennan, Sally Yates, Susan Rice, um, all had a tie-in with what happened in Ukraine, specifically with the Maiden massacre. James Clapper at that point in time was directly knowledgeable of those events and Loretta Lynch helped cover it up under the Obama administration as well as Comey and McCabe at the FBI. Most likely what we're about to see drop over the next few weeks 
in my opinion, is going to be crossfire hurricane information, specifically pertaining to one second, let me move these over, specifically pertaining to Ukraine. Why do we mean that? Let's look at uh, clandestine and see what he said. Now that the mainstream media admits the CIA had bases in Ukraine since 2014, let's visit this infamous phone call. Two weeks after Trump was elected in 2016, the then Vice President Biden called the Ukrainian President Poroshenko, nervous about Trump finding out where the money was going in Ukraine. Biden says he did not want Trump to get sophisticated enough to understand what was going on in Ukraine, implying that U.S. funding was not going towards the stated purposes. What was going on in Ukraine that Biden and Obama were so desperate to prevent Trump from figuring out? I wonder. So this is one part of a puzzle that is soon going to be answered. There's another part of this. Now, Laura Logan recently testified in front of the Senate. I want to play you a, of what she's talking about specifically. And then I'm going to try to tie some of this together for you. You said you've been targeted over the last 10 years. <clears throat> Can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, I'm reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan watchdog in violation of its 5013C status. It occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research Dr. Hazan never reaches, never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a pack that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. It's paid for by the taxpayers in your omnibus spending bills that get shoved through the House and the Senate against the will of the people of this country. They are, there are cutouts for these NGOs. And what they do is they launder this money, they pass it from one NGO to the next, and in the name of preventing the spread of disinformation, they censor, silence, intimidate, and punish. I said that this is a death sentence for journalists. It's how you murder a journalist without killing them. It's how you murder a scientist without killing them. It's how you murder a doctor without killing them. It's how you murder the vaccine injured when they haven't died yet. It's how you finish them off and everybody else in their family. And it's time for people in this building who come to work every day here who's to serve us. This is the only country where we the people are the government. This is a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. And the same is said for so-called journalists. Del Brigtree, this man, has been targeted for simply going to the FDA hearings and filming them when they approve vaccines. Just filming them, not doing a thing, and putting that, putting that out, 
and showing people there is no real approval process. They didn't actually do their jobs. And for that, he's been targeted for years, long before COVID ever hit. So it's time now for us to stop taking taxpayer funds to slit our own throats. Taxpayer funds laundered away to NGOs. If we go back to the Q boards, there's one thing that Q talks about specifically. He talks about how money is laundered back to the hands of politicians in the political campaigns um, to fund George Soros and his activities through charities, nonprofits, NGOs. How these NGOs go out there and they, they fund the research that goes into mRNA vaccines, that go into bioweapon development, that go into weapons trafficking, that go into the taking of genetic materials and information. Ukraine is and was the Keystone people. Ukraine was that one place that all of the criminality centered around. It was the headquarters for the global elite, if you wanted to look at it like that. Whether it was Provost Bank and the money coming in there, or whether it was all the other banking scams that Ukraine used to run and get away with. If you don't know how those operated, is they would bring in billions and billions of dollars of taxpayer funds from the United States of aid from foreign countries. They would take that in. They would put it into a bank. That bank would soon go out of business. That money would soon disappear. The Ukrainian people or Ukraine would have to take out a loan from the World Bank. They would go take a World Loan Bank out. And they say they would pay it back with the good, good faith of their Ukrainian people. The Ukrainian people would be left on the hook. That money would go into a bank account. That bank would go out of business. That money would be laundered out through the oligarchs and through various different NGOs, nonprofits, charities, and other types of organizations. Why do you think that BlackRock and the Clinton Global Initiative just recently, about six months ago, went into Ukraine and bid for the contracts to rebuild Ukraine? Because the World Bank gave up to $40 billion to Ukraine for new sustainable development goals for 2030. And BlackRock and the Clinton Global Initiative are the ones that are going to go in there and begin building that. But what is that money really going to? And who is paying that money back? Well, it's us, the American taxpayer, that are paying that money back, those loans from the World Bank, back now for the Ukrainian people. But not only that, is the weapons that we're sending over there are getting sold off into the black market. They're ending up in, in Gaza and Hezbollah and they're Hamas. They're ending up in Northern Africa. The, the money that we're sending over there is going out there to enrich the wealthy class of Ukraine, including all the oligarchs who are still in power and control. It's one big money laundering operation. If you go back to the FTX scandal, how did it work there? You had the head of cryptocurrency there for Ukraine who was good friends with all the people over FTX. They used FTX's API system to build all the crypto accounts for Ukraine. American taxpayer dollars would come into the Bank of Ukraine. It was backed off of the Bank of Ukraine, the crypto bank accounts. They would make Bitcoin purchases directly through there, transfer the money from just one account to another account into the crypto account. That money gets sent over to FTX. FTX does the buys puts the Bitcoin in the account. FTX then takes the money, loans it to a secondary company that embezzles it right, excuse me, embezzles it right back into the United States of America in the politicians' pockets and into the pockets of NGOs that are out there performing voter fraud, mail-in voter fraud, as well as helping the progression of illegal immigration into this country. 
the majority of this money that is being siphoned off is going to enrich a lot of these of these elitists. The second part of it is going out there to facilitate the invasion of the United States of America to keep on producing the drug trade. But a certain portion of that money, and this is one thing that we have to understand that many people aren't seeing, is there was six or sorry, 12 CIA bases in Ukraine. We know that the United States CIA has controlled Ukraine since the 1940s. And since the the Maidan massacre, the United States CIA has been in control of Ukraine. It was through the Defense Intelligence Agency grants with Black and Vich and Metabiata and through the German government and other private contractors, European private contractors, that level four biocontainment labs were had the ability to go out there and create bioweapons or to reverse engineer Russian bioweapons. We know that we have documentation from COVID-19 from 2019 from Ukraine specifically. They took that money, the CIA, and ran various different types of operations, whether it was gun running operations, whether it was the destabilization of Russia and Iran, or whether it was the manufacturing of bioweapons, the the directed genocide on the people of the Donbass region, as Vladimir Putin had said for over 14 years. That was being perpetuated by the Azov battalions and various other neo-Nazi battalions in Ukraine, the Banderites. Ukraine was that connective dynamic state that connected all the criminality of the deep state in the United States, of the deep state within Europe and the deep state in Eastern Europe and Asia all together. It is the one place that all the crime syndicates came, pumped their money into because it was incredibly easy to get it out because they could go up there, create a bank, destroy the bank. World Bank would still give them loans. You got to understand that the reason they want Ukraine to be done with, they want to pump billions of dollars in there, is because there's more secrets still hidden in Ukraine. What do we know? What do we mean by more secrets hidden in Ukraine? There's more things going on right now than just global politics, than just the power of this planet, taking control and power of this planet. There are things happening right now on this planet and probably outside of this planet that deal a lot with what happens to humanity. Now, I do believe, and I'm a firm believer, that we are winning this war. That right now, this is a matter of of understanding the moves that your enemy is going to make, the scripted moves. You are watching a movie on that side of the, the moves that they make. We know what type of ammunition they have. We know how they're going to expend it. And yes, it's going to be a rough ride. But we're strong and we can fight. At the end of the day, though, we have to understand that there's bigger things happening. There's something else going on in Ukraine. Um, At first, I thought it was primarily the uh, underground weapon labs that was being protected by the deep state, by the cabal. But as I think more and more about it, as I delve more into it, what is ever is in Ukraine that they are trying to preserve, that they don't want Russia to get a hold of, 
it's still there and they can't get it out. And if they can't get it out, if they can't move it, that means it's something massive. And if it's something massive and they, and if it's just not an underground facility and they just can't, you know, leave it, then what is it? And there's probably some information I think will come out on this relatively shortly in the next three months, I would say. I don't know specifically what this is. I've heard rumors. I'm not going to speculate on that. I do know that that whole Dumbass region is incredibly rich in rare earth minerals. Um, but from what I'm hearing is that it go, go back to the conversation we had last night with Salvatore Pace, who was talking about ancient civilizations. And let's just say that there potentially was something buried in that region of Ukraine and they were excavating it and trying to get it out of there. And that's when Russia went in. At least this is what I'm hearing. I don't know if this is true. And the sources that I'm hearing this from are just other people like me. Okay. It's not any official sources or anything like that, but there's something bigger going on in Ukraine. There's something that ties it all together. And I think that we're going to find out this year what that is specifically. Moving on here, we are coming to a point of incredible social destabilization. Over eight, you know, if you, about a month ago, it was 14 million illegal immigrants. Uh, this last year, 8.7 million illegal immigrants have entered the United States. This isn't people coming in through asylum. This isn't people you know, coming here on a green card and not renewing their green card. This is people crossing the southern borders in the United States of America and entering our country illegally. It's estimated about 2 million Chinese have crossed that border. Of that, hundreds of thousands of them are military-aged men. We are seeing an uptick in violent crime within our major sanctuary cities. Um, this is something that I've predicted for a long time. When you have the Soros DAs, you have the Soros governors, and they lax the prison sentences and charges on violent criminals, and they allow them to go back out in the streets, eventually crime is going to ensue. And now even people on the left are screaming bloody murder with this and want our borders protected and secured. You can't tell the people, you have to show them. And now they're beginning to see. So what happens next? You have to wonder, why hasn't there been one single black swan catalyst event that has kicked everything off? Why hasn't there been a terrorist attack in any of the major cities in the United States, especially with all these pro-Palestinian protesters that are out there? The reason is, is because people are actually decent people. People just want a, a safe and secure world to live in. The things that we're talking about are orchestrated. They're false flag events that are utilized for political motivations and to suppress you and me, to censor you and me. 
I have a feeling that April is going to be that time frame where we're going to see the generation of these false flags of the black swan begin to kick off. Now, in case you didn't hear today, France has been mobilized for war against Russia. Uh, Macron was talking about today, French soldiers being deployed, NATO soldiers being deployed to Ukraine to fight Russia. Uh, NATO's uh, security general immediately came out and said, no, that's not true. Nobody's planning on that. Uh, but we already know that that is already the case. Two days ago, the United States had authorized the utilization of F-16s um, to Ukraine to use against Russia over Russian airspace. Vladimir Putin just came out today and said, if NATO troops enter this war, that will be an act of war on Russia by NATO. And Article 5 will be revoked. And Russia will go all out in the sense of warfare, people. And go ahead and bring this up. I'll try to translate the best I can. Uh, I want to stress it one more time. I've been saying it, but I'll, I'd very much want you to finally hear me and to deliver it to your audience to print TV. Do you understand it or not that if Ukraine joins NATO and attempts to bring Crimea back by military means and European countries will be automatically pulled into a war conflict with Russia? Европейские страны автоматически будут втянуты в военный конфликт с Россией. Конечно, of course, NATO and Russia potentials are incomparable. Значит, потенциал объединенной организации НАТО и России несопоставим. Мы понимаем. We understand it. But we also understand that Russia is one of the leading nuclear states. And by some modern component, it even outperforms many. Даже многих опережает. There will be no winners. And you will be pulled into this conflict against your <coughs> You won't even have time to blink your eye when you execute Article 5, Collective Defense of NATO's members. And this is him talking to NATO. They are pushing for war with Russia and they will get war with Russia. There is no other option for them at this point in time. They need to secure Ukraine away from Putin, which is also, I believe, away from Trump, away from the BRICS. It is the one point that they have to hold if they will try to retain their power and control of Western homogeny. Now, I don't think that they're going to be successful in any way, shape, or form. How far away from war are we? I think once the first F-16s launch missions into Russia and launch missile strikes in Russia, 
we're there. You're going to see immediate retaliation by Russia to NATO strike bases, especially if those F-16s are pinging NATO IFFs. And then we get that news today. The United States Army is cutting personnel by 24,000 amid recruiting shortfalls. They're cutting their personnel. They can't recruit, so they're cutting the amount of active duty personnel. Doesn't make any sense. Rape before a potential war is about to break out. Tucker Carlson today was notified by his legal counsel that the United States potentially and have said that they could bring sanction violations against him for interviewing Vladimir Putin. This is your government, people. They are going after reporters, journalists, for interviewing people who bring about a counter-narrative to their own. That's the Joe Biden administration. And you have Congress who are Republican, conservative in nature. And they just sit there and bitch about it. Oh, it's horrible what Joe Biden's doing. We need to get rid of him. Two wings of the same bird, people. I know there's some good people out there, but guess what? At the end of the day, either they're powerless against this force or they're with them. And what we found out by the majority of congressmen and senators is there's hands in their pockets that's filling them with money. Now, over the last few weeks, we have seen some interesting things happen. Um, we just had Jacob Rothschild pass away this last weekend. Today, we find out that Thomas Kingston, the son of Prince Michael of Kent, Michael Kingston, uh, was found dead uh, within his hotel room. He was 45 years of age. This is another high-level player. Um, Tom Kingston is uh, Ivy League. He's an elitist, 100%, along with his father. His father, uh, Prince Michael of Kent, is one of the highest ranking Freemasons in the world. Now, this isn't the Scottish Rite. This is uh, Mark Masons. And they are a little bit different, but these ones are more tended to be aligned with the secret society side of things than it is with the esoteric occult side of things. Uh, so this would be an elitist version of the Masons. Um, a few weeks ago, we had Ellen Chow, Mitch McConnell's wife's sister, die mysteriously in Texas where her, her Tesla vehicle backed up into water and she drowned. We're about to see a lot more strange deaths around the world. And I'll explain in a minute what I believe is happening. And I think I've kind of gave an indication of this the other day. But I'm going to go through some things. I want to go through the rest of the news. I want to get through that. And then I'll kind of just talk on that topic for a few minutes. Arizona GOP advances bill legalizing the killing of illegal immigrants on suspicion of trespassing on their property. Do you agree with that? I do. 
if someone's trespassing my property and I have fair warning listed out there and I give them fair warning and shots across the bow, you're going to find that nobody's going to cross in Arizona anymore because they're going to be in fear for their life. Huh. See how that works? Doesn't mean people are going to die, but they were in fear for their life. U.S. soldier has spoken out to his community about what's happening in Gaza. Take a, take a listen to this. This is uh, Alan Shabero. This is incredibly important, and I stand with this guy 100% here. My name is Alan Shabero. Um, I was with 3rd Special Forces Group. I was with the Commanders and Extremist Force with B-23. I was a sniper, assaulter, and a breacher. I did three rotations, 2008, 2009, in 2007, I know war. What's going on in Palestine right now is not a war. It is the dehumanization, it's the genocide, it's the ethnic cleansing of a specific people to take their land. This is wrong, and there's nothing more American than, than speaking out against what's wrong. The U.S. taxpayer is paying for this, which makes it even more frustrating. This needs to stop. This needs to stop. Whatever you can do, anything, this needs to stop. Not only does this need to stop, but the people that are behind this need to be held accountable. And I know what it means for Save Israel for Last. And that's the God's honest truth right here, that those people are going to be held responsible. And if you're sitting there right now and you're like, well, you know, I stand with Israel and Israel has the right to make a, a parking lot out of Gaza. You're in the wrong place. We do not see the eye to eye. Firstly, Israel is not Israel. The state of Israel is not the Jewish people. The state of Israel is a Rothschild created entity, entity gifted to the Rothschilds, under the Belford Declaration in 1912. Reestablished in 1947 under the establishment of the State of Israel. With treaties and promises with the Palestinian people, the people in Palestine who were Jews. They were, they were Muslims. They were Jews. And they were Christians. And they lived peacefully there. During that time, within peace, that they would not encroach on their land. And since that point in time, specifically the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, Israel has given them less and less and less and less land and tightened them. We know it was the Mossad who created Hezbollah, who created Hamas, the United States who facilitates the armament of these various different radical groups in the Middle East. The world is not what we think it is. And anybody out there who is promoting and promulgating the death of innocent bystanders, civilians, the bombing of hospitals, of schools, they're sick. And they need to be removed from power immediately and held accountable for the consequences of their actions. Governor Abbott in Texas stood up against the federal government, especially with the open borders and everything that was going on in Texas. 
He's doing a very good job. He had to declare a, a national a state emergency in order to do so, to mobilize the National Guard to the efforts on the border. This became a big problem for a lot of the illegal immigrant inflows that were coming in through Texas that have now had to be moved down to California. Well, today, Governor Abbott had to declare another national or state emergency in Texas. Urgent evacuations are underway as massive and dangerous wildfires rapidly spread with emergency sirens throughout multiple locations throughout Texas. Not only is this disrupting cattle country, but this is disrupting the manpower of Texas that was already deployed to the border and now has to get redeployed to other parts of Texas. See how they do that, guys? A new report throughout the mainstream media has said, four years after the start of the pandemic, a disturbing pattern is now emerging. Not only did COVID result in the most deaths in a century, but it also triggered waves of heart disease and stroke. Scientists are trying to figure it out why. What they need to do is they need to go out there and find people who have had the clot shot, find the jab, and isolate that specifically and look at those analytics. <clears throat> and then they have to research graphene, graphene oxide. And if you did not catch James's show last night, Unrestricted Warfare, I highly recommend after this show you go and watch that. That is massive in the sense of what was in those shots and what graphene oxide is and how it integrates with the electrical grid and infrastructure. Venezuela's violent deaths fall to 22-year low because of migration to the United States. That's right. Venezuela's Rate of violent deaths has dropped to its lowest level in more than two decades following years of massive migration as both criminals and victims fled the nation's economic crisis. 26.8 violent deaths per year out of 100,000 inhabitants this year from a rate of 35.3 from last year. It's the lowest since 2001 since one third of those migrants have left since 2016, the current date, and have been moving somewhere else. wonder where they're moving. Communism is here, people. It is infiltrated. It is in our institutions. It is in our schools. It has radicalized our youth, not just this coming generation, but it's radicalized a lot of millennials as well. That's going to play into a lot of the social destabilization. You got to remember, COVID was a dry run. The George Floyd riots were a dry run to see how people would interact and react to these situations. From what I'm hearing, the next pandemic is going to be 10 times worse because it's already planned and it's most likely already underway. Now, Dr. Christian Northrup, um, a few weeks ago on the show, said something 
that got me thinking and I had to go back and listen to some things. And I listened to an interview with Dr. Michael Sala and I listened to him saying the same thing. And I go out there and uh, I, I start hearing some other things and going back there, revisiting the interview with uh, um, Jaime Hashem, the former head of Israeli defense intelligence, uh, space intelligence, um, talking to a few different people about this topic specifically. And from what I get is that there are people on this planet right now who were working under treaty or contract since 1952 with a very, very evil race of extraterrestrials. Whether you believe this or not, that's up to you. This group controlled a lot of the infiltration that we're seeing right now on this planet. From what we have heard, Donald Trump in 2020 met with the Galactic Federation. And it wasn't about introducing them to mankind. It was about them relinquishing the bonds of that contract that we had with those beings. From what I've gathered from certain people is that that enemy has been destroyed, but not here. As in... They controlled various people on this planet and they are now gone and dead. And that the people on this planet don't know what to do except for try to hold on to the power that they have. And that power is getting weakened every day as we move forth. And this is why we see people falling off the top. Google losing $70 billion in market cap. Why we're seeing all of these billionaires begin to panic and build these doomsday prepping facilities where we have uh, stashes of guns, $200 million worth of gold and secret bunkers by Zuckerberg and Bezos and many others. Are they afraid of a, a fallout of a nuclear weapon? Are they afraid of mass panic and riots by humanity as the great reset begins to turn and tumble? possibility. Because at the end of the very day, these people have to hide from us when we realize what they've done. And I think that 2024 is going to reveal a lot of what they've done, what they've done to humanity. Various different reports have come out about the 85,000 children that have came over the border that are missing, that nobody can find. Jim Jordan talked about this, but they never once opened an investigation to find these children as if they already knew where they went. We've heard about these various different satanic cults and human and child sacrifice and the things that they do with that. I don't want to get into too much detail about it, but from what I've gathered is that a lot of these children are, are used in the sense of exchange with whoever that very, very evil group of aliens was. And that many of them were used as food or used as um, whatever. I mean, it, it's, it's, it goes far beyond sacrifice. Let's just say that. Because it's horrible to even think about. But see, we're going to go down the rabbit hole in 2024. And we've already started the venture down that way. 
I believe that Nunez put that post out today to get everybody's attention back to the cue boards because they're going to become relevant. It's going to start with Crossfire Hurricane, and it's going to expand from there. Donald Trump is going to start putting out more and more information. We have Major General Tadas coming out there and reminding us that he speaks in code. Pay attention to what he's saying. That we're about to see the unraveling of this web of lies, of corruption, of deceit, of conspiracy. And that 2024 is going to be absolutely epic, but there's going to be a battle fucking raids before we learn the truth. Because that truth has a price. Go back to that quote by Ronald Reagan. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. We must fight, people. We must fight for our freedom. And that's where we are at today. We are in that process right now of fighting for our freedom once again. We've been slaves for a very long time on this planet. And we're now at that point in time where we have the ability to be free, truly free. And with that freedom comes technology, unimaginable technology that we can't even comprehend yet. And it's right there. We've already developed it. It's just got to get released. And 2024 is going to be that final battle. And we know that when this information begins to flow, they are going to do everything to keep it hidden, to keep it behind the scenes that people can't go out there and learn it. So that means that they're going to censor people. That means that they're going to shadow ban people. That means that they're going to try to utilize every means necessary to take down all methodologies of communication. That means that they're going to promulgate false flag events. So they're going to escalate global and cultural destabilization and political destabilization. They're going to attack the supply chain and infrastructure with cyber attacks. They're going to start global economic collapse and World War III because that's how you take humankind's mind off of the truth is you put them into a state of perpetual fear. So be warned and let's not fall for the bullshit one more time. Let's know who the real enemy is and when we're ready to stand up, we must fight. All right, guys, if you haven't, if you can't tell the last few days, I'm still sick. My voice is still really weak. Um, whatever this is that's getting people sick, it's nasty. I'm not going to lie. It's freaking nasty. Um, I'm going to, uh, I got some beds that Dr. Christian Northrup has put me in contact with. So I got to go order them and, and get them in and see how they work, but. There's definitely another pandemic coming soon. And I think that it's already being built up. I talked about this the other day, how a lot of the hospitals are already overflowing. They're creating screening areas in the hallways. Um, people who are being admitted into the hospital are calling their family members, telling them not even to come, that there's various different diseases and illnesses that people are getting sick with. This is one of them. My, my kid's whole half of her class was out last week. And I think what they're doing is they're not reporting on this. They're allowing it to get to a critical mass. And then it's just going to start off as a pandemic. But stock up and get ready for that. Because it's about the perpetuation of fear. It's about the depopulation. Because the smaller the population, the easier it becomes for them to control you. 
And I think that that's why they want that specifically so that they can contain the truth to a large degree. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Uh, Nate's dog, Luna, is, uh, is sick. She just had a rough last few days, guys. Uh, Nate has put it right there in the chat so you guys can go check it out. Uh, that is a GoFundMe for him. He'll also post it on the social red pill. Uh, for all of you guys out there, thanks for posting that, Nate. Um, if you want to learn more about what's going on with Nate and his dog, just ask him right on the social red pill. He'll he'll give you some information there. Uh, don't forget to join the social red pill, socialredpill.com, guys. It's one way to help support everything that we do here. Um, and visit us over at redpills.tv. Uh, that's our primary website. Subscribing over there means a lot to us as well. There's ways to support us, socialredpill.com, uh, ways to support us just generally there, and some of our sponsors. Uh, my voice is kicking my butt. Uh, this week, though, we do have some guests. Um, if you guys wanted to, so we're going to have two fringy nights this week, Thursday and Friday. If you guys remember the uh, the videos that dropped about the MH370 flight, that had the UFOs circulating around it, said it was debunked, not debunked, debunked, not debunked. That was Ashton Forbes who discussed that and brought out these various different theories. And he's been fighting the naysayers for a while on the debunkers for a while. Um, he's going to join me Thursday night. We're going to have a discussion. And then Friday night, David Whitehead is going to be joining me for conversations on the fringe. Uh, so it's going to be a great week of, of content and people. So much love, respect, guys. God bless you all. Take care. You guys have a great night, and we will see you guys next time. Good night. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.